Welcome to episode 13 of the Chasing Life podcast, July 27th. No. Yeah. 27th. No, I said July. It's June. Oh, (laughs) We need that month. Don't do that to us. Yeah. June 27th, 2023. How are you? I'm feeling kind of crummy today, but. Um, I'd just like to start the podcast by saying I really like coffee. And I'd like to wrap this up quickly so, we so that we bed. can go to bed and have, have coffee. coffee. Because there's a jar of cream in the fridge that is literally half full. Or a jar, jar of milk that is literally half full of cream. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I brought a jar of cream into the house last night. You were already gone to bed. It was full in the fridge. And then when I went to get cream for my coffee this morning, it was half gone. And the cream line was gone. So whoever used milk after you and I went to bed. They weren't using milk. They drank cream. So have fun with your ass, fatty. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of your girls, by the way. (laughs) It was 100% one of the girls. Uh, I just don't know which one. (laughs) We might find out. Yeah. Um, I made some notes because there were some things that I wanted to circle back to because I always listen to the podcast. I don't know if you do. I skip through it as I'm editing and making sure everything looks sounds okay. But I don't yeah. do a full listen. I do. I listen to it. I've never done that in all of my years when I used to do all sorts of podcasting. I didn't think that I would be able to listen to it, but I enjoy listening to it to see if there's anything that we need to follow up on. <laughs> and there is this week. So... Last week, we were talking about the orange cat, and we were talking about my disdain for the orange cat, and we got talking about Miko, and I never really got to finish my thought about why I was so upset about another stray cat showing up. And the reason why it upsets me so much is because it makes the dog bark in the middle of the night. Like, Miko and the kitten sometimes fight, and then Lucy hears them, and then Lucy barks in the middle of the night, and like... It feels like we're just getting into a pretty decent stride of the boys sleeping through the night. And then the dog barks. I haven't noticed last little bit. That she has barked? That she, uh, no, she hasn't. She because, hasn't and I think barking. I think it's because the cat has kind of figured out, like, I'm going to stick in this barn thing here because it's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, he just stays in the barn now. And I don't think Miko pays much attention to him. So, yeah. But that was why I was so annoyed with him initially. He's been kind of starting to come around like come a bit closer while I'm milking every morning and I tried to get a hold of him last week and and he got a hold of me and I've been watching my finger to make sure that I don't end up with cellulitis or something and lose my finger because of a stray cat bite and one of our members daughters one of our members brings her daughter who's an animal lover because she likes to see the animal she loves being here she just loves coming so she just literally comes with her mom and for the hour that her mom's in the gym she just like toddles around the property yeah and she loves it. Like she is in her, like, she, I'm guessing if you like left her here with a cot overnight, she could pick her up tomorrow night. Oh my God. And she would probably be fine. That would be her dream. <laughs> if I said, hey, can we put a bunk bed in the tack room for you? You have to edit that out. If I said, hey, do you want to hey, come? Hey, kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid. I'm not going to edit. I'm just going to beep it. Hey, kid. If you want to come to our house, we'll put a bunk bed in the tack room for you. And 
you can get up and milk and milk can do chores she would be in her glory she would love that so much she's yeah. an only child and i think um that's part of why she loves animals so much because it's company yeah. right it's she rides <laughs> horses and so i think she's just she's an animal lover through and through salt haven sees them coming a mile away yeah, salt haven she, is the local animal rescue and they're always bringing critters in to salt haven yeah, like babies that she found under a shrub in the neighborhood yeah and you have to pay when you drop them yeah. off <laughs> so she was here and got really close to the cat apparently yeah she said that she fed him out of her hand so yeah. she was pretty proud pretty pleased i said do you want a cat she's like <gasps> her eyes lit up and our member was like no you can't no you can't have a cat <laughs> so we did some work on the weekend which turned some chickens some roosters yeah so we did three of our own roosters and then three roosters for a member again it's amazing how our, our gym community has become you know enmeshed with our farm community like it's just kind of been an, a bit of a natural progression and it's it's kind of a you know forgive the pun but chicken or the egg right like is it you know, we just attract those kind of people, like people who are doing the same things that we're doing. Because I think they were doing it before as well. Like they were. Yeah. Anyway, so they had some scrappy old roosters that were getting kind of mean. Did you ever find out how old they were? She said been? they were two. Maybe. Yeah. So we did ours first and they were about 12 weeks old. Those no. roosters, were they older than that? Yeah, well, uh, those sassos need, uh, before they're really full grown, they need almost six months. They probably were five, five and a half months. I just forget what set they came from. That was, they were, they were the original ones we hatched out. Uh, we've been hatching eggs for a year. They're not a year old. They were the original ones we hatched out for. Erica. Yeah. Okay. The, the three that are here still are the second batch that we hatched for her. Right. So they need. They were whatever four weeks yeah, behind. You're right. So like five months old. Yeah. They were back in January. Yeah. yeah the, the sassos take. March. They're about six months to lay, but they're basically like full grown at like five ish. Like they're right, about as big as they're gonna get. The hens that she has are starting to lay. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yes. The, the original three Man, hens. Chicken math. They so, we butchered them first, and you tried a new technique. Well, one rooster got away from me. Yeah. And instead of catching him, I used my rifle because mm -hmm. it was the easier way to, to get that done. And then the rest of them, I I did it the old-fashioned way. I didn't do it the old, old-fashioned way with a hatchet and watch it run around no. the yard. You I'm, used the hugging cone. Yes. I used the uh, the dispatch cone. What's it, what does the thing say on it? The sticker on the cone, it says something. Restraining cone. Yeah, restraining cone. Yeah. <laughs> All of the terms that like... I mean, we we don't have we can say killing cone. I don't like that term. No, dispatch cone I. is fine. Um, I think it's ridiculous, and they they do it on the, the YouTubers say hugging cone because they're actually not like they will get demonetized for mm -hmm. saying anything different. So, um, yeah, I uh, I set that up, and how did that go? Um, like like I know I know functionally how it went, yep. but that's been a bit of a hurdle for you. You've said like that part of it using the 22 has kept you you know five paces away having the chicken's head in your hand while you do it how, how um i think having done enough having done enough dispatch 
it was kind of like I was saying to myself, like it's it's time to do this. Like it's kind of because I do think. Uh, well, I, so a couple of things. I was watching a Salatin video, um, and I think you're avoiding my question. Yeah. Um, emotionally, it was fine. I want, I just want you to get to yeah. the answer because sometimes you get deep into the weeds yeah. and you get distracted from the original question, and we get talking about someone something else, and so, you don't actually answer the question. I want you to rest on it. I always had a hard time, and having done a little bit more research about a lot of the like the methods of it, like that, I think it is when you leave them upside down like that for a little bit, they actually kind of like they get a little bit of a head rush like you when you're doing handstands. Um, I don't mean you, I mean like in general at people. Um, the, I, I've come to think that it is actually a better and more humane way. With the, with the scalpel? Like yeah, with the knife. knife. For a few reasons. I think for starters, it's like I spent a good, good amount of time sharpening the knife. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's less chance of a bad shot. Because mm-hmm. I've had a couple of those. Gotten pretty good at it, but I've had a couple of those. The chicken definitely moves around a lot less when it's in that cone. Well, it doesn't partially, flop around like it does when it's... When partially because shooting. it's restrained. Yeah. Um, and so, and I do think that that's actually better for the resulting product, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Pumps um, the blood out. Well, and being upside down and having them that way and having it kind of bleed out um, does help drain blood better. Mm-hmm. So the meat's actually better. I still don't think you've answered my question. Uh, that's a roundabout way of saying, like, I was able to, I was able to come to terms more with it and be less squeamish and feel less bad about doing it, mm-hmm. having kind of done a little bit more, you know, research, so to speak. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not. Were easy. you nervous the first one? Um, I think that I was able to kind of like ignore that part for a minute Hmm. and once you did it once it was like okay that wasn't too bad like it's not um it doesn't feel quite as barbaric as you might think to Mm -hmm. be honest and i think that's maybe where your um fear lied before like that's where your fear was but that that it felt that it was going to feel barbaric that it was going to feel like yeah and i mean i I do still I mean, I say this to Hudson when he's watching the animal, like, convulse, like, actually, like, move around. And to be honest, when I say it to him, I'm saying it's me as much as him. Certainly, yeah. Like, and, and if I'm not saying it to him, well, the few that I've done by myself, I used to do most of them by myself before we kind of brought him into that process. Um, I used to say, like, I, in my head, I was going, like, they're not alive. They don't feel this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just it. Because it happens sometimes a minute later yeah it's a lot like, sometimes <laughs> it's a lot um and i don't know why doing it this way because the boys were with us when we were doing the the processing of the chickens this weekend um i felt the need to shield them from it this time and i don't know why i think and yeah i, I don't know why because certainly like shooting them and watching them flop around is much more dramatic than than cutting their throats and just seeing them in the cone. And Hudson was trying to watch, yeah. but I had the almighty screen in my hand and kept <laughs> him distracted with I will puppy say, I, videos. I do think from a 
bystander standpoint, it looks worse. I couldn't watch. It does like so when when you when you use a rifle, there we usually use we put them in a dog crate with no bottom in it. Um, you don't see the blood. No, that's not right. much. Yeah. Like. It, well, There's it a little gets bit. on their feathers a little bit. It depends on which. Like a lot of ours are scarlet sassos. They're red, like they're they're brown anyway. So mm-hmm. it doesn't like I said this. Like when you do a white one, it really shows up. Mm-hmm. But some of the other ones, like it doesn't. You don't see it as much. Um, there definitely ends up being a lot more blood to look at. Yeah, because it all ends up in the bucket. Now that said, I was actually oh, so a couple of things like. Not the least of which why I wanted to be able to do it this way is because we were theoretically wasting the blood. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going into the ground, but it's the ground on our lawn beside the yeah. house. So um, I did, and it is a little bit messy. So what I would do is I had a board with the cone on it and I had a bucket. Would you have put that the cone lower on the board so that you didn't have to hold the bucket up to the cone? No. Because you were having to hold the bucket up. I think you have to do that anyways. Like yeah. you can't have the bucket there when you do it because you can't work because the bucket's in the way. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have to raise the bucket anyways. Hmm. So what I would do is kind of slide the bucket up almost behind the cone, kind of wedge it between the cone and the board. Unless you have a setup like Jess and you just like have the, like the crucifix with the board, like the, yeah, the, she had it set up a little bit differently that the, the buckets were underneath the cones and the cones were kind of like on a cross member. Yeah. And uh, that's the, I think what I'm going to do eventually on that little palette that we've got all the other stuff on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that said, I was watching, so I was watching this video from the Homesteaders of America festival a couple of years ago and Salatin was doing processing of birds and a whole live seven. I can't believe it was on YouTube because they showed absolutely everything. They must have just accepted that they're not going to be monetized. I'm still surprised that it's there. <laughs> the cat's trying to make his way. Um, they showed the whole thing. Hmm. Um, and he had a big setup that had about six wide, uh, double-sided. So, and they had a, like a, it was all stainless steel. They had a trough underneath of it with a slight edge and a, like a, a drain on it into a bucket. Um, I don't know if they're cutting in a different area. I can't imagine. There's not a whole lot to choose from. You're trying to get like right up under the neck. Um, they didn't... Uh, there was a little bit more mess, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get more gruesome than that. But no, there was a bit Maybe more. Maybe they're mess. just going faster. Perhaps, and I mean, I, I think it, I, I do think that from the la- first to the last, I think I was a little bit swifter with it. <laughs> Once you kind of get a yeah, little bit more sure. confident with, with assured with the <laughs> with the motion, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, and that's why I said like I like super sharp knife i use that meat eater knife that's really good i sharp spent a couple good minutes sharpening it really well with a, with a good sharpener um and i used it for nothing else that's all i did with it i mean i've used i use it in the kitchen and whatnot but like i sharpened it and then i took it out and i did that with it and i that was the only thing i used that when you say for. use it in the kitchen like i use it for slicing meat and stuff like that like that's the same knife that you use yeah oh um and can I you get that... another one <laughs> why i don't know that just weirds me out I cannot use it for anything else. Killing like, knife and a meat slicing knife. I suppose it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, and we both kind of like, it was not as an enjoyable, rewarding day as we've had in the no, past. No, I was in a mood. Yeah. I was so bitter and still so sad and angry about the broilers. And like, it was still really fresh. Um, five days. Yeah. And I was like, 
I don't want to do this. This feels like such a waste. And then we did three roosters for one of our members. And so we did ours first. These like, we had switched them to grower feed. So they were quite plump. They were a good size. They were, you know, good looking roosters. Like they looked healthy, you know, robust birds. And then we get their scrappy laying birds barnyard roosters that have been literally kicking each other's asses for two years well, we had the three of them in a dog crate and they were fighting like minutes before they we were to... so loud and fighting scra- like and there you put the dog crate right by the milking stanchion so i had to cover it with a tarp or feed bags because they wouldn't shut up and then Ruby was getting upset and Lionel was getting upset. Like, <laughs> like a birdcage with a slip what cover. What like... is going on? And they their spurs were so like curly almost. Like they would curve down. I, 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 and that's when you said two years, I'm like, I would have guessed three or four. Yeah, they seemed like they're the size, like that their spurs, like I would have guessed they were a little bit older. No, I mean, anyway. Given, given a different breed and whatnot. Like I don't yeah. think it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But No, and they were just like whatever kind of laying hen she has. And she doesn't even know what kind they are because she got them from a friend. Yeah. So they're just like, you know, kind Whatevs. of the same situation as our ducks. Like, I don't know what kind they are. And I mean... If that was your barnyard rooster and you had one of them, you'd be like, "Oh, look at the pretty rooster." But they were, but, yeah. You know, the one had little horns and stuff. He was, yeah. a little, He was a little gangster looking. They were pretty strange looking. And then, so when I was telling her about because we were only able to truly process two of the birds, we kind yeah. of gave up on the third one because it was too tough. tough and grisly. I had made the analogy that like um, removing the feathers on our birds were like removing wallpaper after you've steamed it like if you've ever removed wallpaper and it's that like satisfying like peel everything just rolls right off the wall like the feathers just pluck out so easily put them put them in the plucker and like they come out and they're almost clean you might have to do a little bit of finish work but like for the most part they're clean this (laughs) these other birds like the feathers wouldn't even come out like, yeah. I felt like I was cooking it in the turkey boiler to get the, the feathers to loosen off. And then the third bird, like, three minutes on and off in the boiler and probably, like, a good minute and a half to two minutes in the turkey plucker, which, I mean, you're really only supposed to need 20 to 30 seconds so in three times as long. And it didn't look like much came out. No, and I said, I am not doing this. I'm not spending all this time taking all these feathers out. I kind I gave up after well, at the and third they weren't. One. They were not like, you're not getting a meal out of that. You're no. make, you make an okay soup out of that. But. And because they were whatever breed they are, their flesh was very dark. Yeah. The one of so them like, like, what does that look like when you make that into soup? Is it going to be like muddy? I mean, like, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's not uncommon. Like there's a bunch of, there, there are a bunch of birds with like blue and black flesh. Yeah. I, and ducks. Like I, yeah. I, I know this, <laughs> like this is something that I'm aware of, but like, I don't know. It's the first bit. time seeing it like that is kind of yeah. weird. So that was our... And the skin is butchering. pretty well like the regular skin color, but the follicles where the feathers come out, it's got like that... Black flex. Yeah, it's weird. It was weird. It is weird. So just, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds talking about like chicken math again, but we had those three birds that we thought were hens that we were so excited to bring back to Erica's and we put them in her run with, next with to hens. her six little hens and they were definitely not hens <laughs> I, and I don't know why like we we're experienced enough by this point I was kind of embarrassed because yeah. I felt the kids were so excited to have more roost, more hens and 
their hens have started laying eggs. So the kids were just on cloud nine, like more chickens, more eggs, so excited. And I was, they started fighting and it was like, like the roosters started fighting. And I, I looked out the window, you were talking to Erica and I looked at the kitchen window and I was like, those are roosters. You're like, no, they're not. Like they are a hundred percent roosters. Look at them side by side. And poor, like the little girl was like, they're fighting, they're fighting. Well, they weren't, they weren't fighting. <laughs> like he was doing rooster things yeah. and I was like, gosh, get them out of there. Yeah. So we ended up bringing them home and they're not quite ready to to butcher yet they'll Another be three weeks six, or so. yeah uh like six they're six weeks behind aren't they uh i don't think there was that big a gap between when we hatched those out. we'll have to do some looking at pictures and whatnot yeah so um we we brought them back i felt so terrible for and them and then the three roosters that we did butcher were actually ones that we, they took early enough that we didn't know what gender any of them were. Mm -hmm. So as soon as they started, as soon as we were certain that those were roosters, we went and got them. And they knew that going into it. And we kind of knew, like, I think it's those three, four, actually. We lost one. Mm -hmm. um, but the, uh, I gave Erica that one. Yeah. And she, she said that the kids were having a, that the boys were okay with it. But yeah. the, the little girl was having a little oh, bit of a tough time. when she was here already. Yeah. She's like... She was like really upset. And I think she, part of it is she thought that they might have been the ones that we had brought over. Yeah. Because that was still pretty fresh. Yeah. I can see that. So anyways. So we did that. And then. And we had the roosters last night for dinner. Yep. And it was delicious. We and had probably didn't chicken. really need to do both, eh? Um, It's, I don't know. I like having leftover chicken in the yeah, fridge I'm for not, lunches and things like that. I'm not like saying that. it's going to go to waste or that it wasn't worth cooking. I'm just saying no, I don't I, think we, we didn't need to do both. Mm, I don't know. I think so. I think we got into the second bird, but. It was nice. I, yeah. I cooked two, you know, decent sized roosters for dinner last night and roasted chicken and potatoes and veggies. And, and then this morning, well, uh, so ye yesterday, I don't know what you're going to say when I was cleaning up. So I did a big clean in the barn here, which has been long overdue organizing things. So I basically like was we able got to, a dumpster. Yeah, we got a dumpster. So I moved a bunch of garbage out into the dumpster. I rearranged things in the garage, moved everything out of the barn side by like where all the milking equipment, everything was. And moved it over there. So I still have to organize all of that. But man, it's just so much cleaner. It looks here. so nice. Even in the garage actually is not terrible. Like I can work over there. Yeah. And I think like this was one of those projects that because we were kind of in survival mode in the springtime trying to get everything done all at once. This was one of those projects that probably should have been done in the winter. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it was done in the winter. My yeah. dad and I in the fall did a lot of cleaning to the point where a lot of things were organized. Yeah, and... but then you do like woodworking projects oh, yeah. and you don't bring the stuff outside and or the scrap pieces outside and it ends up piling up. And oh, you don't 100%. clean up the sawdust and then you trample through it and then stuff just gets like piled in front of the doors. And, you know, we were we were looking for a hose bib when we were getting ready to to butcher the roosters on the weekend and we spent more time looking for a hose bib than it would have taken us to just drive into town and buy a new one and this is where I get really frustrated where I'm like okay I'd love for us to have some kind of organization system where we have like bins That's that are labeled with a brother p touch <laughs> and it just oh I was gonna do that fancy I was just gonna use white tape no, and a marker no no you have a brother p touch at the office we will bring it here and we will label the so bins what I want to do so neatly it will give me the biggest nerd boner in the it, so in the area that so for the listeners last fall dad came over a couple of times and we was put in what used to be one of the stalls we basically put like what five shelves high like floor to ceiling shelves on the wall 
two, I think there's three. only I think there's only two or three. <laughs> three. They wrap they, all the way around, yeah. but I think there's it's only two shape, or three. So there's a lot. It's a lot of shelving, like a lot Certainly. of like shelving. Yeah, I'm not. And diminishing I, we build them much. exactly for those black and yellow bins. Yeah. So I think my plan is to even take most. There's a couple that are already labeled and have a bunch of stuff in them, like this one full of like ski boots stuff like that. But I mean, even smaller, like nuts, bolts. That's hose all like, attachments. Yeah. So what I want to do is have one air like, compressor things. Yeah. What I want to do is have one for like electric fence parts, tractors, yeah. like all of the bits and pieces for all of the tractor implement stuff. Have one for all of the. <laughs> we have to talk about the tractor because <laughs> that was last Tuesday. <laughs> we didn't really talk about it. <laughs> so and, and and basically just have like bins for all of that stuff and like little packages and stuff inside of it, like parts for the gator, parts for the extra parts for the tractor, and oil filters for the tractor and. Oil filters? What do you need those for? Engine coolant for the tractor. <laughs> I, I maybe ran the tractor a little bit hot last week. I am not one to do tons of maintenance. I haven't been one to do tons of maintenance. So I had tried to cut down some of the pasture last Sunday, and it was running hot then. And, and it was hot out. It was hot out. I asked you if I should stop. We kind of both said, like, oh, it's probably just because the hay is so thick just keep going and then so sunday whatever the boys woke up from naps and that was the end of that discussion and um then tuesday i hopped back up in the tractor when the boys were at daycare with katie so last tuesday not today but last tuesday and it got really hot really quick and to the point where like the rpms were just dipping right down like it was gonna stall and so what I had been doing the week before was pulling the PTO up to get the mower deck up so that the RPMs could spin back up again. But that didn't happen. And then it smelled funny. I was like, oh, shit. And then I saw the smoke and I was like, this tractor's on fire. So I hopped off and apparently dumped the key in the grass. Like that must have happened when I shut it off and yeah. just panicked and like, because I thought it was on fire yeah. um, and kind of went to you. Or I sent you a text, Bill, please come. And you came ripping back in the gator and I was kind of already headed back and well, right smoke right. just pouring out of the side of the so, tractor. So it wasn't smoke. It was actually like evaporating coolant. Yeah. So we got the hood open and lo and behold, there is a screen in front of the rad that is removable for cleaning. And this screen was chock full of dandelion fluff from when we cut hay the first time so lesson learned it's removable it should be removed it should be cleaned um but i had overheated the tractor so hot and i'll take full responsibility for overheating it and not stopping even though like i kind of went against my better judgment and kept going and should have stopped but i overheated the tractor so much that it melted the bottom of the plastic reservoir for the coolant for the coolant and it pissed coolant out and blew the hose that attaches so it, to the bottom it, of it the wasn't reservoir. smoking the the, the the smoke coming off of it was steep from the engine coolant. yeah and it was spraying coolant all over the the inside of the tractor the engine compartment all over the battery and so we had to order a new part and thankfully here on tractor got that in fairly two quickly days. within two days and you got it fixed and right. and then and then it rained for three days nonstop and we need the rain i'm not complaining about the rain but it's just the timing was very shitty that i re was really hoping that we could get that pasture cut down so that it could 
get like a nice juicy rain and be good for second cut. But I, th- I think you got it cut the other day when the clouds cleared and dried up a little bit. So I think fingers crossed we're good. I think it'll be okay. I'm still seeing people with like fresh cut hay on the ground. My concern is that what we mowed down is too heavy, especially now that it's rained, for second cut to come up through it. I mean, worst case scenario, we just redo that yeah. the east half, east half of the pasture that we've already done. We know that we can get 100 bales off of that yep. east half of the pasture. So like worst case scenario, we just do that again. Yep. I don't which think is, it's going to be a problem. I think it'll pop back up. Which is still fine. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that's 100% fine. I'm yep. not worried about that. And again, like, it's all about learning the lessons. Like, shit, we won't do that again. Right? <laughs> like, No. In the spring, I'm going to change the oil, regardless of the hours on the tractor. It's a great idea. So I'd already have You should put it on the it. calendar. You should put it on the big wall calendar. Uh, I'm going to put it into grocery. Because okay. I checked that thing still. Yeah. It'll, it'll do a repeat on it. But yeah, so um, I got it all, I ordered the parts, got it all back to going, filled up the engine coolant, did an oil change on it. I think it was a bit of a knock, which can be from a burnt valve. After running it for a little while, it seemed to go away. So I Smooth think out. I think some of it was just because I had drained the oil out and hadn't made its way back in yet. Because mm-hmm. I was still, I was very hesitant to actually like run it. do more than start it for 20 or 30 seconds. So yeah. I think that's the big, because when I was out there running it, I kept like pulling my headphones off so I could actually get a good listen on the engine Smoothed and it didn't it seem to, it didn't seem to go. I would still, I think in the fall when we're done with the tractor before snow hits, I'd like to get it taken over and maybe serviced. Mm-hmm. Just have them run a quick diagnostic and maybe take the head off, and, which is a big job. I know, like I say, like it's an easy thing to do, but just to give it a good check because it could be a burnt valve or something. We could always get some uh, mm-hmm. snow removal equipment for the gator as backup while the tractor's in the shop. <laughs> I don't think we need to do that. I want a salt spreader because the driveway last year was treacherous. Yep. A salt spreader on the gator would be a, a really, really great investment. But. So that was tractor things. Today, well, when I was cleaning up, I got the brooder set up and uh, picked up some a new batch of broilers today. We had 16 new baby broilers. Sitting right outside the door here. So I think our plan to keep them safe is going to be an electric fence. Uh, yeah, it depends on what we want to do in the big Coupe de Ville. We could put them in unit three. Yeah, but I'd still like them to be outside somehow. Yeah, they've got a door. They can go outside. They can rotate every third day like everybody else does. <laughs> they're so fat they'll just sit right in front of the grass i i would be afraid that they wouldn't go back in <laughs> they'd just be like no i'm good <laughs> <laughs> we'll see yeah i don't think that they'd go back in i think that they'd just be like mm. I, I i i foresee them not going out they're like food's here like yeah see ya so yeah i would like them to to yeah. be on the pasture grazing with an electric fence. So I got about three weeks to fix that thing. Mm-hmm. And I bid on a running gear because I want to build a mobile tractor on running gear. All right. <laughs> I might put layers in it though. Um, That'll be fun. Mr. Lionel's been getting out a lot lately, so he can maybe, maybe we can train him to round up the chickens. <laughs> be our, Livestock our, uh, guardian calf. Or uh, guardian or calf shepherd, shepherd calf calf shepherd he acts like a puppy yeah so 
He does kind of. <laughs> I call him puppy sometimes. Well, I mean, he, <laughs> he pissed on the floor in yeah, the tack room. <laughs> yeah. like the door was cracked open and he like nudged it open and came in here. I came out. I was cleaning the stall. I come out of the stall. I look over and he's standing with his head hanging out the door he's, in the dark. He's so cute. Yes. Oh, shit. Stink. I, we're, we're, I'm going to be in trouble with him very shortly because I cannot get a hold of him. And we need to get a halter on him. We need to get a halter on him and we need to get him halter broke. So that was a message that I sent to Mike earlier this week. Call the rodeo boys. Yeah. Oh, that was on my list to talk about. So we went to the rodeo in Alvinston a couple weeks ago for Father's Day weekend. We went on a date night. We went on Saturday night. And I'm glad that we went on Saturday because we also went to the dance and that was nice. Um, People watching at the dance. it It was so great. Uh Oh, was I going to say about that? Oh, because we were we were going to take Hudson yeah, and we're gonna go Bo back on, Sunday. on Sunday, but we didn't end up going because they ended up having really late naps. So I'm glad that we made time to go on Saturday night because I would have been really upset if I missed it because I've been obsessed with rodeo lately. We are watching um, a show on Amazon Prime called The Ride and it's Team Rodeo. You are watching. I have been falling asleep every single one binging so it's the it's a documentary series about the 2022 introduction of because pro bull riding pbr has always been an individual sport they just have you you to get into the higher ones you have to qualify in but like you just show up at a rodeo pay your pay your entrance fees and away you go they give you a they give you a draw and this is the this is the bull you're riding or the bronc you're riding or whatever um, so this, they actually drafted teams. They took all their bull riders, drafted teams, and made like a team sport out of this, where you get yeah. a combined team score and four all of riders. This. So, I think it's so they in the, in the midst of that, they did a documentary through the whole process, which mm-hmm. is really cool to watch. And you get to know the bull riders a little bit, like they do be real of all of like them on their ranches and and their backstory and how they grew up and how they ended up bull riding, and I, it's fascinating. It's so cool. Yeah, These think... guys are bonkers, like. They're just wired different. They are. They are as athletic as any high level sports. Absolutely, athlete. absolutely. And, and nuts. Like crazy. <laughs> like, and I didn't like, you know, you watch all these stupid reality TV shows, and and ultimately, and and like I'm one to talk, but like ultimately, someone ends up crying, and like the other night, I was bawling like crying my eyes out like just because again like they tell their family stories and so they they get in and i'm a sucker for a good story and uh yeah i was (laughs) sniffling and trying to be quiet crying well because you were sleeping (laughs) such a great show it's called the ride i don't even know where i fell asleep i don't know how far behind i am i think you're about three episodes (laughs) behind um so the other thing that is kind of fun so we have some holidays coming up that we have planned. So we have a weekend away in Collingwood for UG series competition. And then we have a week of holidays coming up in August where we're going to shut the gym down and we're going to be away for a whole week and we need some farm helpers. And I think you were maybe feeling a little bit anxious about having that covered. Like I find that there's a lot of, we have a lot of friends that do the things we do. To some degree. I don't know anybody else who's milking a single dairy cow. No. Currently. We have people like, like Jess and Jen have a cow and they're planning on doing that, but they're not. 
Well, and they're um, a bit too far away. And asking them to yeah. leave their farm to come and take yeah. care of our farm so is not. That's uh, what I say. Like the problem is we need to kind of like figure out exactly who is available to come and do it at the same time. And like the thing that frustrates me often is there's always people that are like, oh, that's so cool. They're, mm-hmm. they're so into it. But then like. It's like the nah. little red hen. Yeah. Who will help me plant my seeds? Yeah. Not Every, I, says yeah. the and but everybody wants to Buy to be there when when the bread is is baking and yeah. ready to go. Um, so I put just a, a picture of Ruby and Lionel on my Instagram and said, "We're looking for some some milking help coming up, so we can take some holidays. Who wants to learn to milk a cow?" I was astounded at how many people responded. And like people who were truly interested, not just like, oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun, but like, hey, when can I come? When do you need me? And so I think it's to the point where there's, there are so many people who responded that it would be quicker for me to record a training video. Yeah. So I think we're going to have to work that into the schedule, like a step-by-step, like this is how we milk the cow so that if we do have farm helpers, they can watch the video. They can, and and obviously, like we would have them here at the farm yeah. to do a little bit of a walkthrough, so that they can see practically where everything is. But just even as a reference guide for them, and like you're pretty good at editing things. I don't know how good you are at editing video, but like you could timestamp things, right? Like feed, prepping the milk room, bringing Ruby in, stripping, like cleaning the yeah. udder, stripping the the udder putting the milker on like step by step like like mark like timestamp each you know important task so that if someone needed to kind of go back as a reference they could look at it and kind of jog their memory do you know what size the teacups are on our milker is this a test no it's a real question because i have looked at ordering the two claw milking claws and I can't, I don't, the problem is I get stuck on, I don't know which size the cups are. I have no idea. Sizes. I have no idea. Because I, I want to order we could, a double. So we could look back and see. What if you order an, a milking? Oh, I see what you're saying. So they sell the whole claw with just right. two cluster, two things on it rather than But four. wouldn't it come with two teacups, two new teacups, or would you have to buy those separately? Well, they have a kit that comes with them, all pre-done with the plugs on the other okay. half of it and everything. So why is this relevant? Because I, I think it would be easier to have that for people milking. But if like you to, buy a new one, it's all included, isn't it? I need to know what size to buy. Oh. Like, isn't the cow one just a general? There's like, there's small meter. There's like 100, 120, 140 cc, I think. Wouldn't that be the pulsator? Nope. The actual size of the cup. I don't know. All right. So I'll... I'm just thinking about making it easier for farm sitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the plugs are pretty easy, but I hear what you're saying. Oh, it's just all that extra weight and everything to like manage yeah. and hang around. Well, and then if she poops her peas, like yeah. I try to lift it up so that it doesn't get, yeah. but lately it's been, it's been in the splash zone, let's <laughs> say. <laughs> Anyways. So that, that'll be fun. Like yeah. recording a video to, to train farm helpers and, you know, and then it gives us the opportunity to kind of say like, okay, who of this crowd you know, showed up, was enthusiastic, did a good job. Who can help us going forward? Because I think like, you know, we do need time off. And so having someone that we could reliably call and say like, hey, you know, book them in advance. Like, you know, we make three phone calls. We we book the Airbnb. 
We book the kennel for the dog. We book the farm sitter. Like those three things happen, you know, all in the same same day. Like and, it, and, it goes and on they the calendar. Get anywhere from four to eight liters of milk. I don't want to drink milk yeah. that someone else has. Um, I I trust my sanitation practices. Yeah. I don't trust other people's well, sanitation practices. Yeah. Like I I can train them the best of the best, but like the meticulous nature of you know we have a, a wash brush that is only used for the inside of containers. If there's a potential that that brush is going to touch poop or clean anything that has touched poop, it doesn't get used. We've got two brushes. Yeah. A, a, a poop, a poop brush. <laughs> a potential poop brush and a, a, a PBB <laughs> and a no poop brush, an NPB. So like just something that's so simple like that, so that maybe someone wouldn't, someone could be very careless and make a very easy mistake and use that brush and now it needs to go in the garbage like it cannot be used again to touch things that might touch milk like you can't say does that smell clean to you (laughs) what's the aviator like does that look clean to you yeah i don't know uh so yeah i'm very very meticulous with cleaning things that will touch that will come into contact with the milk Um, we had a massive surplus of milk last week. We had a fridge full of it. I think I ended up with 32 liters that I had to do something with. So all of the cheese making, I made the plants and the chickens love the che- the uh, whey. And... Mm-hmm. I made mozzarella. I made another batch of feta. I made a double batch of pudding. I don't know if Hudson told you, but it tastes like eating a cloud. He did. I, I, I was in the, I, I was after working in the barn for a while. I needed a shower. So I come out of the shower and he's like, dad, try this. Well, first he asked me, and this was so cute. He says, mommy, is this pudding gluten free? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Daddy can have some. And that's why he was so excited to run and tell you. Cause daddy, he, try this. Yeah, try this, Daddy. It tastes like eating a cloud. And he had done that to me before, and I was laughing so hard. Like, it was just, it was so funny. What was the other thing that he said? Um, He's had some zingers. Oh, uh, you got him listening to Rob Zombie. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, our boy <laughs> likes heavy metal. And he likes rocking out music. He asked me if he could listen to Joe Zombie. <laughs> I had a really hard time correcting him because every time I tried to say like, baby, it's not Joe Zombie. I just started laughing <laughs> like it's Rob Zombie. But I, like I couldn't, I didn't correct him. I just let him keep calling him Joe Zombie. When he when he's a little <laughs> bit older and can, can, can get a hold of cereal on his own, he's going to be really pissed when she doesn't play him when he wants. When she doesn't know who Joe Zombie is. So I made pudding, I made yogurt, and I don't know what is going on with yogurt, but so the first two times I made yogurt, it was brilliant. It went really well. It was delicious. It was nice and thick and creamy, like we like it, like a Greek style yogurt. But the last two times that I've made yogurt, I've had to dump it out. So I wonder if maybe the instant pot is too hot. I just, like, I don't know why it's not culturing like it was before. I can't help you. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe I try, like, I'm trying to think of, like, the variables. So the last time, the last two times I made it, I used um, just, like, PC Organics, like, Balkan-style yogurt to to add as a starter culture. 
don't know, maybe I try to use a different culture. I don't know if the temperature isn't right. Like, there's just, it's finicky. So, I don't know. It's the humidity. Yeah. And then I have a new cheesemaking book called The Natural Cheesemaker. And he doesn't use any, um, he doesn't use any freeze-dried culture. Uh, he uses natural animal Reddit, rennet, not Reddit. <laughs> um and like very natural cheese making processes like doesn't uses like old school ways of inoculating his cheese for you know fungal and bacterial growth like beneficial fungal and bacterial growth and one of the big things that he uses to culture his cheese is um kefir grains so i ordered some they should be here next week so more cheeses well yes i'll get the shovel i would like to try to make more cheeses to build me a cheese cave (laughs) start digging um but ruby has been a little bit tricky with her milk she's been holding up a little bit so sometimes we're only getting like you know three or four liters in a milking yesterday morning or last night i think i got five which is the most i've gotten in a while um and that's not a lot of butter or cheese. No. And then like it, then it doesn't feel worth it to put it through the cream separator because that thing is such a pain in the ass to clean, like for such a small amount of cream. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit frustrating right now. Like the abundance of milk at the beginning was frustrating because it felt like there was milk everywhere, but now it's this like, you know, piddly little amount where we're getting like three or four liters. It's like, man, that wasn't even worth it. So I don't know if like, because we still haven't separated Lionel at, yeah. at nighttime. We're getting close to ready to that. I don't know. I just, when I see them together, I'm, it makes me sad. Because <laughs> they're so cute. And they snuggle. And, like, they've definitely bonded. Like, they're, they're little love fest that they have. They snuggle against each other out in the field. And they'll still have that. Just the overnight. Like, listening to her cry for her baby will be hard. And she busts out of the shelter. She busted out of her the, stall the I other have day. The, I have the clips for the show. Did you latch her stall tonight? I, I always latch the yeah, stall. Yeah, I'm bad for that. I have to learn my lesson and, and make sure I latch it because she can push the door open with her big fat head and <laughs> get out because she did it to me the other day. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I have the I have the rollers and the brackets for the shelter doors. Yeah. So we stole a couple of doors off of stall, old stalls that we tore out. So I had to go buy the. I don't know where the rollers and stuff went. Or I might find them. So we have a cow who's not milking optimally. We have chickens who aren't laying eggs optimally. I was saying this too. We are in like peak season. and So I was talking to um, uh, somebody came to buy some eggs earlier. Mm. And uh, I was talking to saying like we don't have a lot. No. Like they're they're not laying, and I started doing the math on it. Like we got those guys in September of 2020. Hmm. As babies, like as day old in September. Remember, the our main flock of sassos. Yeah. They will be. Oh. Three. There's a reason they're not laying. Yeah, because they're old. But so I tried to get new ones. I tried to get ready to lay ones with this with this order of broilers that we got, but they're all sold out. They're not available. So the next available ready to lay birds are until September. Yeah. So we'll have to manage with the five or six eggs we're getting. We can probably, like if we have to buy eggs, there's a million billion farms around here that have eggs. Like it's mm-hmm. neighbor across the road, neighbor beside us has chickens. Some of our members have chickens. Like 
the eggs are abundant. We can find eggs. Uh, what else did I make? Lots of dairy products. So much dairy. There's all sorts of jars of weird. I've been trying to do a better job of labeling them. So, oh, I made sour cream finally. <laughs> it's, it's the thick. easiest thing to make. I think I'm the only one that likes it. It doesn't yeah. seem like anyone likes it. The texture is a bit weird. It's yeah. a bit chunky. But yeah, I don't. Whatever. I took one look at it. And I've got weird food things. So yeah, mm. fancy that. <laughs> I've been eating it. Um, what else is on my list? We got the new chicks. We butchered the roosters. Holiday helpers. Pudding yogurt feta. We talked about chocolate milk already, didn't we? Yeah. The recipe for the chocolate milk. That was a few episodes are, ago. Oh man, uh, our air conditioner broke. Yeah. <laughs> hottest stickiest week yeah. to date and our air conditioner broke so we've got like we, we haven't we've been babies. here for this is uh this is 11 years and never had central air up until last last summer midsummer we got central air we we got central air when we renovated our kitchen because we had to do some hvac work anyway and we were just going to put in a, a split unit just in the kitchen and then by the time we figured out the cost of the split unit it was going to be you know, just as cost effective to put a central air unit into the whole house, which uh, ironically doesn't cool the kitchen. <laughs> um, that aside, our air conditioner broke after. The condenser's you know, gone. Not even a year. So, yeah, again, one of our members, another one of our members came out and he's an uh, HVAC guy and had a look at it and said yeah your your compressor's probably broken so we called the company who installed it and they came and said they came out and said yep your your compressor's probably broken we're like cool thanks we weren't really aware of that uh but whatever i i can appreciate that they wanted to send their tech out and have a look at it but like come with the parts well the thing is this is my sticking point as a distributor for products yes I would do the same thing. I yeah, would, I absolutely. Would, I would bring the damn parts with me. Yeah. But nobody does that. Nobody does that. No one gives a rip. So it's going to get fixed for nothing because it's under warranty, but... Yeah. So luckily we didn't sell all those air conditioning units because... <laughs> luckily we're procrastinators. I think our procrastination has been rewarded too many times because there's been situations where we're like, we haven't thrown things out and we've been rewarded. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. So the dryer is fixed. But the air conditioner is broken. <laughs> like, man, it's always something, isn't it? We've got too many things. Oh, too, that's what I think I, I said that last week, that there's so many opportunities. We've got so much going on that there's so many opportunities for shit to go sideways. But It'll get again, fixed. Some the, tra the tractor's running. Everybody's happy and healthy. The dryer's running. Dryer's running. The girls are Alrighty. moving into their new house. and um, My mixing board is not working. What? My mixing board's not working, so I we don't I can't play the etro music. I was gonna oh. like get ready to queue up the outro. You're gonna play me out? I was gonna talk oh. about the kids' oh. chickens. Oh yeah, that's right. So the girls uh we bought a house in town for the girls to move into and negotiated into the sale of the deal was some little laying hens. That makes it sound like we had to like twist arms for No, it. they were they like, were hey, like, do you want these? Yeah, we're going to leave, like, we're gonna leave yeah, sure. <laughs> They were moving out west and uh, chickens don't travel well across the country, I don't think. Um, so they left them behind in this cozy little coop they had built in the backyard. And the girls had been going over. And Cozy is the uh, adjective you'd use to describe their coop? 
I don't know. It's pretty bougie. I, I, would, I was going to say bougie would be what I would. There's a chandelier and, and chandelier and a Christmas wreath. And they've got toys out in their little outdoor area. They have a xylophone and a bike wheel and like a rope swing. <laughs> like these chickens are, um, you know, I don't know how old they are, but they've they've lived a a life They're They've lived a happy life. And so the girls have been going over making special trips into town you know, after work and school to go in and Hannah's been painting at the house, but, um, you know, they've been feeding the chickens. They brought a bag of feed over. And so I went over the other day to meet our friend Gord, who's a fence and deck guy, who's going to put up a privacy fence for the girls. And there's construction going on in the street. And I happen to know one of the construction workers that's in the hole and he pops out and he says, no way you knew people in Strathroy. I know somebody in Strathroy. Weird, huh? So he pops out of the hole and says, is this your house? And I said, well, yeah, sort of. We we bought it for the girls. And he's like, so are those your chickens? I'm like, are they in the backyard that belongs to the house that you are referring to? Like, yes, they're my chickens, you dum-dum. And he's like, oh, because someone called animal control. Someone who called animal control? Like, like one of the guys on the crew, he's like, yeah, we've been feeding them our lunches because we didn't think that you guys were taking, that anyone was taking care of them. So they called animal control because they thought that... They, animal welfare. Whatever. That they, like, no, For animal welfare. Like they for, called yeah. them to like report like somebody's... Right. Neglect. That the chickens were being neglected. And so I kind of, I kind of lost my shit a little bit with him in a very respectful way. Like, you're an idiot. Like... The food and water was always full. Well, and that's what I said to him. Like, so when you were trespassing on our property to throw your ham sandwiches into the chicken coop, did you not notice that the food and water was routinely full? Like, if they were being neglected and not cared for, all of that would be dry and empty. But alas, it is not. So please mind your own business. Stop trespassing on our property because now we might have to take these chickens to our house which is not a big deal it's not a huge deal but like he says i'm sorry did your girls want the chickens of course they wanted the chickens you idiot like get back in the hole well, like it, here's the thing I, and i would have said that's none of your business well they're not your chickens it's not your yard but also like did they want them well if they didn't want them they wouldn't be there would they i just told you the story and yes of course they wanted them like it just part of me can appreciate that they were worried about the chickens but the other part of me is upset that they didn't think to like they they've been parking their equipment in the driveway so they know that the house is vacant so they've looked in the windows to see that the house is empty but were they also looking in the windows to see the ladder that was up in the middle of the living room when hannah was painting and all of the paint cans well, like it just not only that like my guess is there's more than a few houses on that property on that street where the people leave in the morning mm-hmm. like as the construction guys are getting there and aren't home until after the construction guy like if you're working a nine to five they leave that job site at five o'clock mm-hmm the people are leaving work wherever that may be at five o'clock. Yeah. Like there's got to be another house where it's a, you know, two, two income, no, no kids. To and they don't see anybody come or like, go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. 
they, 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 there's like out of whatever hundred houses on that street, there's got to be another one like that. Like, yeah. And I, I, I'm just irritated yeah. that they that it all went down the way that it Mind did. Mind your and own biscuits. The girls have been checking the mailbox to see if they have any mail from animal control saying whether or not they're coming to visit or if bylaw is coming to take the chickens away. So, I mean, worst case scenario, we have to bring them here. And I do remember the lawyer saying that that they're allowed three. Hmm. And so. I only have two that are actually laying eggs right now. So <laughs> We're going to have a lot of chickens to deal with. Not really. Fifteen here. Yeah, we like I, when yeah. I say deal with. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. They they kind of seem like they I would have the same approach to them as like the roosters. That it's just I don't know that it's going to feel worth it. Like I get it, meat is meat, but like how much soup can one family eat? <laughs> soup for sale. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the chicken broth business. It's big business. The bone broth business. Yeah. I do make pretty good bone broth. Yeah, but then you have to like strip all the meat off of it. Yeah, I don't. That's like, even worse. Listen, you'll get cheese before you'll get broth. I don't know. <laughs> broth is way easier than cheese. I'll have a separate instant pot for broth. A broth pot? A broth pot. Hey, you can freeze dry it. Instant broth. You totally could. Um, there was one more thing on my list that I wanted to talk about. And I'll just be super quick. So this Saturday, we are doing a special workout for 24 Hours of Heroes. Um, 24 hour, we I think we've kind of chatted about it before on the podcast, but 24 Hours of Heroes is an event that I used to plan really closely with our buddy Gord, um, the fence and deck guy. And we raise money f- for vets and first responders with PTSD f- um, through Wounded Warriors of Canada. And this event is, um, so it's a workout that Gord wrote with a buddy of his I think it's I think they called it chasing monsters and it's about suicide prevention and awareness um and just because we know that veterans and first responders are you know more prone to succumbing to those injuries and and increasingly so as as things go yeah and a lack of resources you know, a lack of mental health supports, um, all of the things. So in an effort to alleviate some of that financial burden, we, uh, we raise money. In an effort to alleviate some of that financial burden, we raise money for um, Wounded Warriors of Canada for for their support programs. So we're doing um, a special workout on Saturday, I think noon. So if anybody hears this and wants to come out, so pressure's on to get the podcast in time <laughs> for people to, to can't, listen. I can't and, take a week like I did last time. Um, you know, we, we love when Gord says, hey, can we do this crazy thing? And we're like, sure, what time? So Saturday, we're going to have um, a bunch of new folks out to the gym to to do this workout and raise some some money and some awareness for wounded warriors of Canada and 24 hours of heroes so that's that a little bit of a, a somber way to celebrate Canada Day but very necessary yeah looking forward to a second long weekend in a row too yeah and maybe some Friday off. bang bang fireworks with Hudson yeah we'll see about taking him down to... he's never been I don't think he's ever been up that late 
Uh, what are you talking about? I had him up till one o'clock oh, in the right. morning that's last right. year. That's right. That's right. You went Man, last we partied. I was sleeping. That so. kid rolled hard. Like he did such a great job. Like if you don't want to take him, I will gladly take him. But I think that you would have so much fun because he's just like the best version of himself. Like he's so excited. He's so happy. Big he's with his buddies. Eyes. Yeah. So okay, well, fireworks this weekend. Happy Canada Day, everybody. Yeah. Well, talk to you next we'll week. We'll talk to you on Canada Day. Well, no, well, the holiday anyway. Holiday Monday. I don't Probably. know. Probably. Whenever we'll we celebrate we, the holiday. We say we record on Monday, but it hasn't happened in a while. Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks we haven't recorded on Monday. So. All right. See, see you, you later, next week. folks.